Good morning. Welcome to Memorial. Let's stand together and sing our call to worship. indescribable sing with us Every creature unique in the 
to leave everything else away and come and just focus your heart solely on the purpose of, of being here, of worshiping God and coming together as a body. And so let's sing this song together and focus on that, coming together this morning and singing to the Lord. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. When the music fades, all is stripped away. I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have Deeper within, through 
Can we have a note? It's Chris's 60th birthday. Yeah. <clears throat> Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chris. Happy birthday to you. You know, every year older, he gets more and more where he looks like Colonel Sanders at Kentucky Fried Chicken, don't he? Yes, indeed. Uh, it's good to see y'all here today, um, good to have everyone here. Um, we invite the children to come forward to join uh, Kelly up here, Corey up here, whatever up here. And uh, you might also grab uh, something to drink or whatever um, a as you sit down. Greet one another if you wish. Good morning. I want, let's see... I want Carson to try this. I have a quarter right here. And Carson, I'm going to put it on the floor. And I want you to pick it up. But, wait. You're going to pick it up with just this pointer finger. Pick it up. It's hard, isn't it? What do you need to pick it up? Your whole hand or just your what? It would help if you, it would help if you had your thumb, right? It'll be really easy. Well, it's kind of like God with this, okay? Because we like to do everything by ourselves, like this finger, this pointer finger. We like to do everything. But it's harder to do everything by ourselves, isn't it? What do we need to help us do anything? What do we need? You think we need God? Think if we pray and ask God for help with things that he would help us? It would kind of be like using our thumb, right? Can you pick it up, Caroline? Can you pick it up? All right. You used your thumb, didn't you? So let's remember this week to ask God and remember the quarter. And when we pick things up, let's remember that we need to ask God for help in everything that we do. Okay? Just like... We need our thumb to help us do things, okay? Let us pray. Can you guys repeat after me? Close your head and bow your eyes. <laughs> close your head and bow your eyes. <laughs> bow your head and close your eyes. Dear God, dear God, please help us to remember to ask you for help in all things we do. Amen. We want to give you plenty of time to fill any prayer requests out today. Um, if you have special concerns for someone or for yourself, we invite you to lift your hand and our ushers will give you a, an index card to write uh, something you don't, you don't mind me repeating. And we will share with you um, your prayer concern. I already know. I already know that the birthday boy is going to pray for the Giants. I don't know that I'll repeat that, but I know he's going to turn in a card. <sighs> but anyway, we invite you to share prayer concerns that you might have. 
Um, got a lot going on, and also, yes, our attendance registration pad is here. Got a lot going on today. Um, Andy has a couple of announcements to let you know about what's happening, unless he's out with Eli. There he is. <clears throat> Good morning. First thing is, both in this service and in the 11 o'clock, we'll be taking up our annual Super Bowl offering that goes to the Greer Community Ministries and the Daily Bread Ministries uh, here in Greer. So there'll be a couple of youth with soup bowls at the back of, or actually they're soup pots, at the back of the service today at both exits um, and in the 11 o'clock. So drop in any spare change or anything you have or something like that. Next week, it's my turn to preach and Arthur always dreads that because I always like to do different and wild things. We're going to have a foot washing service next Sunday morning. And I tell you this uh, in advance because my wife's already said I'm going to have to take my toenail polish off and put on new or whatever. So um, it is, the sermon will be based around that. Not only are we doing foot washing, we're doing communion. And without preaching right now, the two are very connected scripturally. They happened at the same meal. Um, I've participated in a foot washing service before. You don't have to participate if you don't want to. I'm just letting you know in case you may want to not wear hose or, or something like that. Uh, uh, so. But anyway, it's this kind of warning slash preparation um, that we're going to be doing that next Sunday. Uh, and my sermon will be very short, so it's not like we're going to be running over because we're washing each other's feet. So, but oh yeah, flag foot or not flag football, but touch football, girls and guys, co-ed youth football game. It's our fifth year doing it. Um, we can meet here at the church at two thirty, or if you're going to run a little late, down at the baseball field just on the corner right down here. Uh, looking forward to that. It's not as cold as it was last year, so maybe the kids won't get sick. So. The reason we do that Super Bowl football game is so that youth directors and pastors can show the youth that they used to have it but don't have it any longer. <clears throat> yeah, we're going to, yeah. <clears throat> I just did. <laughs> but we'll have fun. And that is in lieu of other youth activities today. So there, well, there will not be the usual late evening because we figured the youth would want to watch Super Bowl, a lot of them anyway. Let's see, more announcements. Um, Eric Dobson, I'm sorry, Eric Jeter. I did that on purpose, Eric. <laughs> Has an announcement to make at this time. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, in, the two, in the past two years I've been at Memorial, I've been surrounded by support and God's uplifting word. And I found out what a church family really is. Two of the many things my dad taught me was to do the right thing and always make sure your family is provided for and fed. So let's feed our church family by taking part in the Cheerful Hearts Midwinter Dinner. The cross-training Sunday school class invites you to the Cheerful Hearts Midwinter Dinner sun Sunday, February 10th at 6 p.m. in the FLC. <coughs> Excuse me. Tickets will, are on sale for $10 each. A nursery will be provided for our, by our youth. Includes food. 
please see any member of our class. Look for more info to follow, and I look forward to seeing you there. And also, all proceeds will go to the church budget fund. Thank you. Children's Bible study begins today at 6.30 to 7.30 up here, Lee, uh, in the third grade, second, third Sunday school classroom. So we look forward to that. Uh, baby shower today for the carpenters. Uh, is that right? And the Hansons, excuse me. Yes, it does say and the Hansons. Pardon me, Shane and Ash uh, Ashley. Uh, help if I could read. Also, Ash Wednesday service, uh, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Uh, we invite you to come for that. Um, Kelly's grandmother and Allie, who's here somewhere, Allie is, uh, was one of our original praise band members before she up and got married and moved off. Uh, but their, grand, their grandmother, Towery, passed away very early this morning after a rather lengthy final illness. And I uh, don't know plans or details yet, but uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you folks. Um, now, let me introduce somebody to you. Let me introduce Margaret and Mark Long. Would y'all come up here? <clears throat> Don't even let you sit together in church, isn't it? <clears throat> Margaret and Mark are maybe better known as uh, uh, Shaney Vafiatis' uh, parents um, around here, but we're just delighted to welcome them into the fellowship of the church and the membership of the church. Um, they are United Methodist. Mark is a uh, United Methodist pastor who comes to make his charge conference home here. You know, usually when we welcome someone in, we don't ask any questions. But in the case of a Methodist preacher, i got to check and see if he believes in anything. No, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Wanted to say a, a special word of welcome. Mark is having some health problems and needs uh, your prayers on a con consistent basis is awaiting a, a liver transplant sometime down the road. Uh, as he is able, I'm going to put him to work around here uh, as he feels up to it. Now, he lives, y'all live, I saw, did you find my card? Just today. Okay, it, it, it's, it's just out there, just, just beyond the icebergs. It's way out yonder, but uh, we welcome you into our fellowship. Glad to have you here. kid and Mark because we when we become pastors they grill us about our beliefs like we're a hamburger on the grill we get grilled so much they find out pretty well what we believe thank goodness um, anything else we need to announce invite you to share your prayer concerns now if you raise your hand up and and let our ushers collect your prayer cards we'll get on with that part of the service here in a moment I think I told you last week that the youth are going to style Andy's hair in a couple of weeks, didn't I? I hear they're voting for a mohawk. It's going to be fun. I think it's Holy Week. He'll look like a scalded duck or something there for 
Stick them on it, yeah. Any others? Well, let us join our hearts in prayer. Oh God, thank you for this this day of worship and for all that you're doing in our lives and in our church. We pray your special blessings upon those who are anticipating the arrival of your little blessings and the responsibility that comes along with that and remind us as a church of our responsibility that we share with those parents in raising disciples for Jesus Christ. And we thank you for all else that's going on and for the day of excitement and and youth fun that we're going to have together. And here, O oh Lord, are our special prayers for this day. We pray for Smiley Howell and his family, for Jenny Harshberger, who is having a bone marrow transplant to treat multiple myeloma. We pray for success in that procedure. We uh, give you thanks for a good report for Aiden Bell's brain tumor. We pray for healing for Carl Reinick and Mike Berg. We pray for troops in harm's way, their families and loved ones. We pray for a medical problem with a family member. And we pray for the men and women in armed services. And we pray during this season of presidential campaigns that you would lead us in guiding us as we make our decisions. These are our prayers as we pray in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen this is um, the the last sunday in epiphany so our scripture reading is um the scripture of the day, Matthew 17, 1 through 9. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. 
As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you've seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Here ends the lesson. Well, Lent begins this Wednesday, and as I warned you in the January newsletter, Easter comes very early this year, March the 23rd. Today is the last Sunday in the very short Epiphany season. Epiphany season is a season that celebrates the discovery by people that Jesus was our Christ and is our Christ. It begins with the discovery by the wise men, the elders in the temple at the time that Jesus was 12. Uh, It includes the baptism and temptation of Jesus, the call of the disciples, and it concludes with the transfiguration of Jesus when Jesus was revealed to his closest friends in his eternal glory in the company of Moses and Elijah before his suffering and death. It is, uh, it is f- certainly one of the ultimate epiphanies surpassed only by the resurrection of, of Jesus on Easter. But it seems to me that there are epiphanies going on around us all the time. Each and every day, there are opportunities for us to experience Christ in our lives. And someone every day comes to a new awareness of Christ's presence in their lives. And we each can have many epiphanies during our lifetimes. We can even put ourselves in places where we're likely to have such an epiphany. There are many such places, but let me tell you about three. Epiphanies happen quite naturally very often in Christ's church. It is his body, as Paul liked to call it. It is in the church that we often find that we are in the presence of Christ in today's world, and it is through his church that we see Christ manifested into the world through service. I think about my home church youth fellowship. I still hear from some of those teenage friends of mine. We're no longer teenagers, uh, Chris. Uh, But uh, uh, in a lot of ways, the youth group that I grew up in was like the one we have here. We also had a good youth leader and able volunteers And many of us experienced a new awareness of Christ in our daily lives while we were at Bethel United Methodist Church in Spartanburg as a part of that fellowship. Then, when I was at good old Walford College, we had a weekly Christian fellowship with the Converse College cuties. And we didn't just go there for the friendship. Um, All during the week, we would have contact with each other, too, around the campus. And uh, some of us were really serious about living our lives in in a manner that maybe is a little different from what you would expect in college years. And so we would meet together at lunch to encourage one another. And it was a fellowship of happiness and laughter. You hated to miss a lunch because it was a little bit like the Waffle House crowd I go sit with now. There was laughter and fun. And I saw young men at Walford drawn into the Christian community because they ate lunch with us. And we didn't talk about anything spiritual. We just laughed and enjoyed life. 
Occasionally we got around to serious subjects, but we didn't try to. It was just a fellowship that was alive with the presence of Christ. The most difficult one I think I experienced at Walford was there was a young Jewish fella who came and sat with us and found himself drawn to the gospel. And we really had to stand by him when his family had a tough time with his decision to become a Christian. We didn't try to twist his arm. He saw something in the fun and the fellowship that was there. If the church remembers what we're all about and we learn to put aside those things that divide us and remember that our purpose is to be a revelation of Christ to others, then that church can be a place where people have epiphanies. Children can grow up in such a church knowing that they're loved and accepted by God who calls them to be loving and accepting of others. But a church has to make a decision to be that kind of church. After all these years, I'm still haunted by a a 40-year-old song by Peter, Paul, and Mary. It was called Him, H-Y-M-N. And it tells the story of a young man's journey to a church, searching for faith in God. But at that church, he's told by a bald-head man, I presume that's a preacher, he was told that God was dead, but the house would go on living. May we never be that kind of a church. When churches grow cold, people turn to other places for love and friendship, and often they find it in less desirable places. They turn to bars at times looking for what ought to be found in the church. Some of them even show up at the Waffle House. You remember that series, Cheers, that was on television? I guess it's still in syndication. But it had a theme that really ought to be the theme of every church. The theme was making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everyone knows your name. God help us to be a church that lives with such an awareness of God's loving presence that that kind of fellowship is felt here and that his life may be found among us. A second place that Christ may be found is in actions of love done by individual Christians for their neighbors. Now, if you occasionally do an act of kindness, someone may see Christ in you, but if you make a habit out of doing things routinely, then Christ becomes very visible through your life to someone else. That's why John Wesley became the methodical Christian that he was, Every day he did the same thing. The people at the prison knew to look for him at a certain time of day. He was coming there every day to say a prayer and to visit those there. People in the hospital knew to look for that pastor to come every day to visit them there in the village. They knew that his routine goodness is what was where they would see Christ. 
John Wesley had what was called the John Wesley rule, too, that I want to remind you of. He lived by this creed, do all the good you can by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. Is there any reason that we need to doubt why that man had such an impact on 18th century England? His routine goodness became a way for people to encounter the risen Christ. I know of elderly people who look forward every day to the visit of whoever it is bringing their meals on wheels. Relationships form that are so very meaningful to these lonely people. Mission trips done by groups of individuals and by youth and adults to help people whose homes have been devastated by nature or from neglect become opportunities where Christ may be manifested to people who often feel forgotten and unloved. Our giving through our conference connectional system becomes ways where Christ may be revealed to others. And then I think there's a third place that we can find Christ, an epiphany of Christ in our midst, and that is through our sacraments. This morning at the 11 o'clock service, we are celebrating communion, and next week we're celebrating communion here at this service. And communion somehow remains a bit of a mystery to us, but there is an epiphany of Christ whenever we receive Holy Communion. Just as a photograph has a way of jogging our memories and carrying us back in time to the place where that picture was taken to re-experience those events all over again. So it is that communion has a way of jogging our memories, carrying us back to that hill called Golgotha where our loving Lord gave body and blood his all for us. As we remember, we relive his death for us, and this becomes our place of entry into that moment of history, his story, his presence. God delights in giving us opportunities to experience the presence of the living Christ in our lives. The church, the body of Christ, is one place to be expecting an epiphany. Routine acts of kindness done by individuals or groups of Christians become opportunities for Christ to manifest himself to others. <coughs> and the sacraments of baptism and Holy Communion reveal Christ to us also. May we be constantly on the lookout for Christ as he manifests his presence here with us. Amen. Let us now worship God by giving. This world for me. I don't need it anymore. For I am finally. 
myself complete. My heart is spoken for. Oh, and I praise you. Oh, and I worship you. Covered by stand as we affirm our faith in God together through the use of the historic creed, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. them up, for I have not the strength to praise you near enough, see I have nothing, I have nothing without you. 
forth in peace, anticipating epiphanies of Christ in your daily life so that you might assist as he makes himself known to others. In Christ's name, amen.
need help finding a Sunday school, come grab one of us. We'll help you find your way. Have a great week.